All right, so we are going to dive in. So we are back in Matthew. If you recall, what was it, back in June, the last time we were in Matthew, we had just finished off with chapter 5. We are partway through Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. Now, the first chapter of it, chapter 5, Jesus talked a lot about this righteousness that surpasses the righteousness of the Pharisees. Do you, do you remember when we talked about that a little bit? Talked about that? And he talked about that that is the kind of righteousness that is needed to get, to get into, to enter the kingdom of heaven. So now we pick right back up with this conversation. And so now Jesus is going to talk about really what is this special kind of righteousness. So we'll get into more of that. Now, could I have Audrey come up and read for me? I'll be reading Matthew 6, 1, verse 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocritical do in synagogues and in the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret when your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, what's going on here? Last chapter, we, in chapter 5, we talked about be that light on the hill. We, you know, we have the song about it. Don't hide it under a bush, oh no. We have the song. We should, he talks about shining out so that people might see your good deeds and then praise your Father in heaven. What here he pretty bluntly seems to be saying, don't practice your righteousness in front of others. What, what's going on? What, I, I don't think this is as contradictory as it sounds. Because notice the last few words, words of verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. So it's not the acts of righteousness themselves that Jesus is talking about. It's not even necessarily doing them in front of other people that Jesus is talking about. It's the intentionality, the reasons behind what you're doing that Jesus is warning us about. It's doing what we do so that we appear righteous. And now Jesus is heading off, I think, a pretty predictable argument or reaction to what he said in five. Because remember in five, chapter five, you want to have this righteousness. That's the only way you're going to get into the kingdom of heaven is with this amazing special kind of righteousness. Righteousness that surpasses the Pharisees. And then he goes on to give several examples from the law of Moses about, well, this is how this righteousness would look in this situation, in this law, with this law. Walks through all that. So it, it is a logical jump then. Someone hearing that to be like, well, then I have to show just how righteous I am, right? If that's how I get into heaven is by being righteous, I need to make sure everyone sees that I'm righteous. Not a, a great argument, but you can understand the reasoning someone might take to get there. So Jesus is anticipating that reaction and heading it off right here. He's warning us against that, against doing righteous activities just to be seen doing righteous activities. And in fact, Jesus is going to spend the next several verses talking about this. 
And so we're going to spend the next couple weeks talking about this, and specifically in the realm of religious activities. Jesus spends the next several verses talking about how our righteousness should be displayed, should play out, should factor into three major religious practices, giving, prayer, and fasting. Those are kind of the big three activities in most religions. Those are kind of the big three things that people see of as righteous. And so Jesus is gonna walk through each and every one of them and touch on, all right, this is how this kind of righteousness should look in regards to this activity, to prayer, to fasting, this week, to giving. And so this week, when it comes to giving, I think there's something interesting Jesus almost assumes here when it comes to giving. Look how he frames it as. So when you are giving, he's assuming the giving is happening. It's not like, well, this would be a good thing to do. No, no. It, he's assuming when you do this, when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets. So when you do this, and it's something Jesus is assuming we're doing, don't toot your own horn about it. Because then you come into this interesting balance of when you start talking about it, announcing it a lot, that breaks from what should be the natural reason for our giving. Our giving, our generosity, our love should come from that reflection of God's amazing love for us of God's grace in our lives, of the gifts we have been given. That's why we should be giving. That's why we should have this burning heart and passion for others. That should be where it comes from. But if we are trying to do it to appear righteous, to prove how righteous we are, which one of those do you think is coming from that place of righteousness? that Jesus is talking about. And if you are trying to prove your righteousness, who are you trying to prove it to? To yourself? To others? To God? Are, are you trying to, to buy righteousness? Buy favor with deeds? And so our, our giving, our love, our, our giving should come from a place of pure love the gifts of salvation, of sanctification, of being adopted and brought in to the family of God. These are gifts that we were given what we did not deserve. No, nothing we could do, could ever do, could earn those kind of gifts. Nothing we do, no merit of our own, could give us these gifts. But they were freely given. So our reaction to these gifts should be a reflection of that kind of love. Should be our overwhelming desire to show that kind of love to others. And that's where our giving should come from. From that overwhelming joy. Not trying to prove how righteous we are or show how righteous we are. Now when we think about giving, we often only think of giving food giving money, giving things, right? We, we oftentimes will think of, of the tangible things. But there's a lot of other ways we can give. We can give time, sitting and talking with someone, listening to someone's problems, being that shoulder for them to cry on, 
I mean, think about the last year and a half or so. How many times have people in this room, myself, all of us, felt really lonely? And what we needed was just someone to talk to. That's a gift. That's giving. It could be, you could bless someone through something you're really good at. You have a hobby, an occupation, something you are amazing at. That could be a huge way to bless someone. My stepfather is a great mechanic. And all growing up, there was always one or two cars in our yard that were not ours. They were friends of his. They were his friend's kids' cars. And he's like, no, I, I can just fix that. Like, I, I can save you money. It'll, it'll take me an hour. It's fine. That's a giving. That's blessing. I think, for me, one of the most powerful examples I have seen of this kind of selfless giving in the past few years, and granted, probably just because of my interest, um, has been, oh, there's a picture I was going to have up there. Cute little hearts there. Um, has been from Chadwick Boseman. Uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's an actor, most notably for playing T'Challa in the Marvel movies. And he, one of the things he did when he kind of rose to stardom is he visited kids in the hospital. A ton. Like, more than, you know, that is a common thing celebrities do. We're, let's go visit kids in hospitals. He did it way more than anyone else. He was always visiting kids. And specifically cancer kids. He would sit and listen to their stories, listen to what he was going through, listen to what they were going through, and just be present with them. And then about a year ago, the statement was released. He himself died of cancer, and no one knew it. So while he is visiting kids that are dying, he himself is dying, and didn't tell anyone. And after his death, there, apparently, there was under 10 people that knew he was dying. After his death, um, his agent and his wife, they were approached and asked, what, why didn't he bring this up? Especially from the agent's standpoint, when he was visiting kids, apparently the agent was like, you have to tell this. Imagine the story that would be. You know, he's, he's, he's in full agent brain. And Chadwick's response was he never wanted what he was doing to be about him. He wanted it to always be about the kids, to always have them be the ones that were being blessed, not have it be, well, look at what I'm doing for these kids. Look at how I'm sacrificing. He wanted to keep it on them. And so for me, that is just a massive example of what that selfless giving looks like, about not giving to look righteous. And I'm not saying we have to go out and try to do something like that this weekend, because we absolutely, you know, that's a big bar to, to do. But we can do something. We have been given such an amazing gift. Such an amazing gift through the blood of Christ. That how could we not want to reflect that love in some way? Even the smallest way. So that would be the challenge for all of us, especially this week. Find someone we can bless. Find the smallest thing we can do. 
find something we can give. Time, it could be whatever, you know, those tangible things, it could be something else. What can we give this week? And not to make a big show about it, right? Like, that, that's, that's always the hard balance, and not make it look what I'm giving. How can we bless someone just to bless them? Not to make them like us more, not to make them think we're super cool, right? Simply to bless them. I think the interesting kind of, I thought about this this morning as I was going through this. Can you imagine Jesus? If Jesus had done everything he did, went through life, went through the cross, all of that, just so we would be singing songs. Right? Like, how would that change things? In our head of like, whoa, he did all this, but he, he did it just, just so we would sing songs about him and say how cool he is. But that's not what Jesus did it for. He did it simply because he loved us. And if we can reflect even the smallest amount of that love this week to someone else and bless them, how much could that impact our small community? If we have, what do we have? 25, 30 people in the room right now? If we have 25, 30 examples of just showing love, the smallest amount of love, of blessing, of giving, that could be a very powerful week. We have been immeasurably blessed. So let's go out and reflect that blessing simply because we've been given that opportunity. Stand with me as we pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this amazing opportunity we have to bless other people, to give, to love. We're not under an obligation to love. It's our privilege to love and to give. And we have that privilege because you loved us. You gave to us. You gave everything to us. So Lord, we just ask that as we move forward this week, that we could just keep that at the forefront of our heads, Lord. We could keep that on our hearts. That you have loved us so much and you have given us so much that we feel so full. That that love, that generosity, that passion just spills out of us. And that's where our righteousness comes from. That's where our righteous acts come from. It comes from love. It comes from desire. It comes ultimately from your grace. But we just ask that you would follow us this week and that you'd be with us as we continue to worship. In your precious name, amen.